everybody and welcome to this week's podcast of Who Go in the Early Years, led by myself, Kimberly, founder of Casey Consultancy, which is an international hub for supporting early years teaching, training and support. And with all the work that we do, we're really keen to empower you to be the very best educator that you can be by balancing that professional development knowledge alongside all your well-being and self-care. So, this week, we're going to be talking all about time management. And it's something that I decided to look at for this week's podcast because it's something I've needed to remind myself on as well. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I go through periods of my life where I'm really good at doing something. You know, I'm just sort of winning at life. You know, when you have those weeks where <clears throat> by Sunday evening, you feel like you're prepared for the week ahead. Your kitchen cupboards are full of food, you know, you've prepped some meals for the week, you're all up to date with your washing and your ironing, your house is clean, and you've had a really fabulous weekend as well, enjoying some family and friend time. And when I have weekends like that, I just think, wow, do you know what? I'm doing really well with life at the moment. I feel like I'm winning and I'm on top of things. But every now and again, I notice that my time slips a little bit and I become out of balance. Maybe I've got um, a work deadline, and so I end up spending far too much time working on that, and then other things start to slip. And that's how I've been feeling a little bit in the last couple of weeks. We've had lots of things over at Casey Consultancy that we've been organising, which includes our wonderful conference that we've got coming up. Um, if you've not got your ticket yet, I'll hope, I hope that you'll join us for it. We've got some excellent speakers. We've got Sally, founder of Fairy Does Teaching. We've got Greg Buttrell, um, author of Can I Go and Play Now? And lots of fabulous others. So do check that out. But yeah. As I was saying, it's really exciting planning things like that. And I'm really fortunate because I love the work that I do, that it becomes very easy to just get that balance out of sync. So I've done some um, work on reminding myself this week on the importance of time management. I've also noticed that my head has just been so daydreamy that when I have been at home, I've been forgetting to do simple little things. Like the other day, I managed to leave the milk out on the side in the kitchen and, um, you know, it went off. That, that just wasn't a good start to the day, but it's because I was just trying to multitask and, and that wasn't good. So we all get it wrong at times. So let's just remind ourselves this week on the importance of time management and maybe take some lessons from what the Danes do as well. So for the Danes... Family time is so important. And so for them, it's a really easy thing to do to balance their work and their domestic life. It's not a complex skill. And so <clears throat> often the Danish workplaces give the opportunity for very flexible working hours for Danish families. <clears throat> do excuse me, I have like a croaky throat now as well. Um, so when Danes go to work, they often plan their places of work to be relatively close to where they live. So they're not having to spend huge amounts of their day commuting. Now, I know that this isn't always possible for us. Gosh, I've done it myself. I used to have an hour's commute there and back to, when I, to where I worked in North Yorkshire. So I know that it's not always possible to do this. But then if we're giving ourselves a long commute to work, we need to think, well, 
right, during that time, I'm going to listen to some music and work on my self-care. I'm going to sing along as I'm driving, or I'm going to listen to a really wonderful podcast that's going to inspire me and, and infuse me to do something with my spare time. So that we're really trying to work on that balance. Because if we spend our whole commute in work mode and thinking about what we need to do, we're not really giving our brain that break in time. So that's one of the things that they do to try and achieve that work-life balance. Spare time to the Danes is so important and they really do prioritise this. So on an evening when we might typically be working away, you know, looking at learning journeys, sticking things in books, the Danes put a stop to that. And once they leave work, that's it. They've packed their work away for the day. And instead, they'll use their evening time to think about a hobby they're interested in. Um, the Danes are really big into hobbies and crafting. And it's a way that they keep themselves socially active as well during the cold winter months. So they will get together in little groups and do things like knitting and sewing or have a book club or go to the local sports centre and play a game of five-a-side football so that they're making sure they're enjoying their free time, they're spending it with others and they're not really tempted to do their work either on an evening. So have a think about what type of hobbies you're interested in. And maybe at first you'll just commit to one or two evenings a week where you can really relax and get into your hobby. It might be as simple as booking a game of squash with one of your friends and playing that at the sports centre for an hour and using it as a time then afterwards to grab a drink and chat and catch up. And because you've made that plan with a friend, you're less likely to cancel on them to do your work or, or because something else has come into your mind that you need to do. So try and think about your hobbies and interests. And if you're struggling and thinking, well, I'm not really a crafty person, or, you know, I'm not really enjoying playing badminton or squash after a busy day of work, perhaps you could do something a little bit, um, you know, less um, active you might want to just get together with a friend for a coffee it might be that you just decide to go for a walk around the block with your partner or um, you know think about even just spending 10 minutes playing with your dog or your cat and just trying to build this into your week so that you're not just thinking about work constantly and that your brain is having a break now when it comes to working hours I found during my time in Norway that the working day was, was very different to our working day. You might have heard me say before that breakfast would be a really important meal and the whole family would often come together for this, filling themselves up with a really substantial amount of food and drink so that they were setting themselves up well for the day. And then work tends to start around nine o'clock in the morning. And once the Danes are at work, they work really hard. They don't get distracted with checking their email every five minutes. They really try and block their time so that their time is used effectively. So they'll have about three hours on a morning where they're working really hard. And then they might spend 10 minutes just before lunch checking and replying to emails. And then they will take at least 30 minutes for their lunch break. And when I say a lunch break, I don't mean they're just sat at their desk 
typing and nibbling away at their sandwich at the same time, which we're all very guilty of doing. But they're actually going into the staff room and having lunch with colleagues, or they're maybe going into a local park and sitting and chatting over lunch, or have a little walk. So that they're using lunchtime as a time to socialise, but also to refresh themselves. So that when they come back to work for the, for the three to four hours in the afternoon, they're, they're ready to do it. They've got lots of energy and their brain is feeling raring to go. So think about how you can spend your lunch times in a, in a better way, so that you're not having to be sat in the corner of a room, nibbling away at your lunch while, while you're multitasking on lots of different jobs. And while I remember, there's lots of research that tells us about looking at emails during your work day and the impact it has on your productivity. So I don't know about you, but if I'm working away, say I'm typing up a Word document and an email pops up, I feel like I have to go and look at it there and then. I feel like if I don't reply to it, that person's going to be thinking, oh, well, that's not good. Her response time is slow. But actually, every time we break off our piece of work to do something like look at a notification for social media or check our emails, the research tells us that it can take 15 minutes after that for our brain to focus back in on the job that we're trying to do. So try and turn off your notifications and just allocate set times of the day when you're going to check your social media and check your emails. That way your time working on tasks is more productive. So have a think about how you might make some changes to that. For me, I've taken my notifications off my uh, MacBook. So the emails are not automatically popping up anymore. So I do have to physically go into my mail and get and retrieve my, my messages. I've also done the same with my phone. And this is great for on a night. So I no longer have Facebook and Instagram popping up with notifications to tell me that somebody has liked a post. Instead, I have to physically go into the app and see. And I find that this is a lot less tempting than when you're seeing that little red icon pop up. And actually the way the apps um, are designed, they're designed in a way by the makers that when you see that little red notification sign, it lures you in, it wants you to log on, it wants you to check. So it's all part of their design process. But actually, turn off your notifications. I don't know if you know this, but in France, it's illegal to send emails to your work colleagues after work time has finished. So from, say, 6pm, work emails are not sent. People might be working on them. They might write a draft or they might get it ready to send and that their email um, server sends it at seven o'clock the next morning, but emails are not allowed to be sent overnight and in, and, and in the evenings, because that time is precious, it's precious to families. And I feel like we need to get some of that back. And I think Facebook can be, um, you know, a bit of a culprit for this as well. If you are a business like a nursery or, um, or even a school, you'll know that if you've got your business Facebook page, you're judged by Facebook for your response time for answering messages. So then you're feeling like, oh, I have to answer it straight away, otherwise my response time will go down. Well, let me give you, give you a little tip. Instead, 
or thinking you've got to answer each message as they come in? Why don't you create an auto response so that if somebody comes in with a message on your Facebook page, you can whiz one straight back to them. It's all set up automatically that says, thank you for your message. We'll have a read of it and we'll get back to you in the next 24 hours or when we're back, when we're next back in work. Therefore, You've responded to their message, it's not affecting your response time, and it's also letting that person know that you will get to it. So try that and see how it makes you feel. Going back to lunch times, do you feel like you've created a space within your nursery or school that allows for your team and yourself to sit and relax over lunch? There's a few things that we might want to think about in terms of the resourcing and the atmosphere that we're creating in our staff room. So maybe think about the seating that you've got in there. Have you got different types of seating? Maybe some sofas that are a little bit more comfy that you can relax on. And then you'll also want a space where staff can actually sit and enjoy a meal. There's nothing worse than having to balance a plate of pasta on your knee while you're coordinating talking to someone else and you try not to spill your pasta. I'm so clumsy that that just doesn't work for me. So I need a good dining table to sit at. I also like space and I like to be able to spread out. So yeah, have a dining table. I love circular tables. I find them so more sociable than um, rectangular or square. Think about having on your table some plants, some lovely placemats, maybe a nice set of matching plates as well. Thinking about lovely um, crockery as well. Um, and there's nothing worse than going into the staff room and picking up a bent knife or fork. I don't know about you, but I just don't want to eat from those. It might just be me being a little bit fussy, but I like things to feel good. So maybe just have a little look through your through your cutlery and your plates and maybe do a trip to Ikea or even some charity shops and see if you can try and pick up a nice set. Um, some other things that you can try and do, replace some of your, um, your lighting with lamps and candles, think about adding some flowers and vases on your table. Um, how about adding different types of teas and coffees for the staff to use, having a range of herbal teas or even investing in vitamin infused teas. I am such a lover of these at the moment. So a company based in Harrogate called Teas Plus sent me a pack of their lovely vitamin infused teas. And they come in all different flavours. There's apple, there's raspberry and pomegranate. And they are infused with different things like vitamin D, vitamin C, all different types. Because often we forget to take our vitamin supplements or we don't always get the vitamins that we need through the diet that we're having. But we often drink lots of tea. So now this company have decided, well, let's infuse tea with vitamins so that you're getting some goodness out of the tea you're drinking. I can highly recommend these. Since trying them about two months ago and having one cup a day, I've really felt that my immune system's been boosted and I have just felt generally much better in myself. So yeah, maybe give those a try and have them available for your team as well. Hopefully it'll try and improve your sickness rates. <laughs> Um, other things to think about, often we'll go into the staff room and as nice as it is to have a chocolate biscuit or a piece of cake, 
we often miss out on having healthy alternatives like cereal bars or a fruit basket. Um, how about fresh drinking water? Just have a think about your staff room and think about the types of um, products that, you, that you're having in there for staff to use or for staff to have as a treat. Are they always things like refined sugar and sweets and things that are not so good for us? Try and get that healthy balance in there. Um, other things, try and add in some homely accessories. Wicker hearts, candle holders, photograph frames, sharing some of the lovely memories that you've created together as a team of staff. Perhaps you've been on a team building event like a locked in room. And so you've taken loads of pictures, pop them in frames. It gives your staff that sense of belonging, just like we talk about with the children that we work with as well. Next, I want you to think about calming colors. Now there's so much um, research out there about the psychological effects that different paints and different colors of paint have on our feelings and our emotions. So for instance, red is a very powerful color, but it can also encourage rage and anger and grumpiness. And is that a feeling that we really want within our staff room? So maybe try and go a little bit more neutral and bring in some warmer accent colors like amber and blue to try and just bring in that, that nice sort of color to the, to the palette that we're, that we're creating. And then fresh air. So when I worked as a teacher in Bradford, the school that I worked in was built in the 70s and the classrooms all went round in a circle and then right in the middle of the circle was the staff room. And it had no windows, no access to the, uh, to the outside air, and it got very, very hot. And it just wasn't the best type of environment to sit in and have your lunch. You'd often walk out, and, be and because it had been so stuffy, your head would be hurting, or you'd feel quite drained because it was a sticky kind of hot. So yeah, try and position your staff room in a space where natural light can flood in, and fresh air can be made available too. Ideally, we'd have a space outside that when the weather's a little bit nicer, we can sit and enjoy our lunch as well. Maybe a patio space. So there are a few ideas of how you might want to transform your staff room to help it feel a little bit more homely and to encourage um, your team to go in there for lunch and enjoy being together so that they can then come back from their, their lunch and feel a lot more refreshed. So just a few ideas this week that I wanted to share with you on time management. Obviously, we, we all have lots to do. We all have, you know, big, long to-do lists, but we just need to get better at prioritizing what, what it is that's needed to be done that day. Now, I've probably mentioned this before, but I like to use the tool Trello so that when I have a long to-do list, I can actually think about it in terms of what actions I need to do today what action I'm going to do that's going to move me forward in my practice and help me achieve my overall goals and what actions have got less um, importance and Trello is a great tool because you can shuffle things around you can share it with other members of your team so that you're all working with the same uh, vision and shared ideas of what needs to be done that day so there are just a few of my handy hints and tips and I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast.
podcast. Remember, if you do listen, I would love to know your feedback. I'd love to know that I'm not just talking to myself and that I do have an audience. And if you've tried any of the ideas, again, just let me know. You're welcome to drop me an email. Uh, make sure you're following the Who Garanelliers Facebook page and on Instagram. And just, yeah, let's share and inspire one another to really try and create more joy and happiness in what we do. Okay, well, I'm going to head off now. It's quite cold here today, so I think I'm going to grab a cup of tea or a hot chocolate and get warmed up. Have a lovely day and I'll catch you next week. Bye.